Hey, everybody! It's the Dreamers Podcast here, and I'm Super Joe Pardo. And did I mention this is the Dreamers Podcast? I'm awake now, and yes, you did. Yes, we need to be awake, even though we are very tired tonight. But that's okay. It's the uh, late edition of the dreamers podcast pre-show where we live record on facebook at facebook.com slash super joe pardo uh it'll also be on facebook which is super slash tube apparently i need to get like a hundred followers or something to get my own youtube.com slash super joe pardo so we're, go- we're gonna get there so if you go to su- super joe slash tube hit that subscribe button hit that like button on this video when i get it uploaded uh or just go check out super joe pardo wait it's yeah dot dot com right there and uh go check out the site it's it's a wonderful site lots of blog posts and we have a ton of topics again here on episode 235 i'm joined by my co-host matt unfortunately ava is sleeping because it is 9 45 and it's like past like all of our bedtimes already uh matt how, how you doing man I'm doing pretty good. I was just uh, talking with my friend Kyle Turk. I hadn't heard from him in a while. He was showing off the HTC Vive. The Vive. The Vive. And so we, we were vibing. We were vibing. Had some neat virtual reality stuff going on there. It's it's pretty cool. I uh, definitely interested in checking out more. But it's just neat to see somebody move around in that that 3D virtual space while I'm sitting there clicking away on the old fashioned mouse and keyboard and feeling like you're in the stone age feel like uh, f- very much like fresh flintstone at that point <laughs> i would imagine that you would uh considering that he you could actually see his helmet and his hands and it looked like something out of um the like the mr hand from uh super smash brothers yes, yes. uh running around in there anyway so dreamers podcast man it's been it's been a heck of a week there's been quite a few things that happened in the last week in fact that's one of the reasons why we're here live start at like 9 45 at night uh first i want to talk about movie mail if you haven't heard about movie mail go check it out it's m-o-v-y mail.com it's 10 bucks a month you sign up and become a member and it's part of a you become part of our community where you're mailing analog letters like this envelope here uh you send an envelope out to movie mail and then we take your letter and we send it off to another movie member how cool is that now you're going to receive your own movie mail later on in the month from another movie member movie movie i said movie member quite a few times but that's okay it doesn't matter you're going to receive an awesome inspiring motivational letter envelope with all kinds of stuff in it whether it's these silicon wristbands or uh uh, buttons or pins or a letter or an inspirational story something you're going to receive stuff from another member and it's really awesome go check it out moviemail.com uh oh i forgot forgot to mention my guest nicole bogard she is a entrepreneur she's a traveler she's done all kinds of speaking stuff she's just she's awesome Absolutely awesome. Uh, I got a big shout out to my boy, David Michael, for hooking me up with her to have her on the show. So if you stay till after the jump, after the pre-show, after this live video cast that we're watching, well, I'm watching, Matt's not watching, you're watching in the camera uh, or the on your TV or your TV, TV. Does anybody watch anything on TV anymore? Uh, Game of Thrones. 
Now, well, uh, yeah, I guess you would watch it on the TV unless you're streaming it on your computer. But anyway, point is, is you're watching it on some kind of device, most likely just like you're watching us right here. Um, yeah, so go, you know, stay stay tuned after the pre-show for for Nicole Bogart. So, man, I got a bunch of topics to talk about this week, and of course. We gotta try to get to our dealing with procrastination. We've been really bad about it, and maybe that's kind of the point. I'm not really sure, but okay. So I want to talk about being the best, Matt. Are are you the best? I am the best in certain categories. Sure, I know I wouldn't say I'm the best at everything, but there's always room for improvement. So to me, being the best isn't about titles or recognition. Um, it's about knowing that you're doing the absolute best job that you can do. When you look in the mirror and you know that, like, this is what I can put forward. This is the absolute best product. Um, and by product, I don't mean a physical product or a service. I mean the best version, the best representation that you are capable of giving yourself and to everybody else around you today. We're not perfect. I don't expect anybody to be perfect. But what's important is that we do our best and that we be the best that we can. And even if we don't have that title, titles don't make everything regardless of what the corporate world would have you believe that it means everything to everyone. And I just realized that I don't have my light up on here. Um, so, yeah. We're we're gonna talk uh, a little bit about about that. You and I, Matt. We we think that um, we you know we we think that we're doing the best that we can when we when we do it. But sometimes that always isn't the the best that we could be doing. So sometimes we need to ask. Sometimes we need to ask other people, you know, to get an opinion. Because in our minds, we can internalize things where it's like we think. We're saying one thing, and it's coming out like another thing because we have. Uh, we, I think we've talked about this before: tone and uh, in inflection, right? Right, and that's one of the problems with text messages: is that you lose that tone, you lose the inf- inflection, and you know, I, I had a couple examples myself where somebody says something, and I, in a way, I perceive as being like you know, negative, sarcastic. But again, you got to remember, it's a text message. There is no. <laughs> No emphasis uh, put on it. It's just like in your own mind how you're interpreting something. Now, hold on there, Matt, because actually in my mind, there's been times where using the text or the talk-to-text feature has saved me. Because, you know what? I might have been very upset or mad or something like that. And when I say it to Siri in my iPhone... She doesn't know. She doesn't get inflection or or tone. So it just comes out like I just said it. Like, oh, this is how it. You know, this is how it is. But really, I'm saying it in a pretty nasty tone because I'm very mad or very upset or very frustrated with a lot of things going on right at that moment. And then it doesn't. It, it's almost like a filter. It's just like whoop, whitewashes whitewashes the whole thing and just makes it sound like oh, I just said thank you and you're welcome and that's it. And so I can see what you're saying where it's like there's that problem where we don't always get to um, have that, um, we, 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 you know, with, with text messages, right. it's hard to read sarcasm. It's hard to read uh, nastiness in, in text messages. So sometimes we'll infer it if we know the person and we know that they're, they're generally not a nice person. We can infer that. 
and and I would in, in, encourage you to try to not do that. But what I will say is that we, the opposite can be very true when it comes to having it tell you, uh, like or having it decipher what you you know cutting through what you actually mean to just giving the facts. It's just the facts. It's supposed to be like what news is, but the news isn't the news anymore. It's it's opinions and and stuff like that. Right. So so, but but that's because we're human, right? That, and and that's I guess the the beauty of it. Now we might lose that when Siri or or these um assistants, digital assistants, get better and can can pick up on like you know sarcasm and and all that, and then it it, it could bleed right through and make it. Not good. It's Not just, good. It's, it's an iOS update away. So uh, yeah, it is, and it's it's a scary thing, but it's it's okay. So the point is, is that we as people need to look in the, ourselves in the mirror, look at our, what we're doing, look at what we're putting out into the world, um, and it does again. It doesn't matter if we have the title to go along with it, as long as it, it's like that saying, right? It's like don't dress for the job you have; you dress for the job you want. I mean, there's extremes to that, right? Like, you show up and you're like, the janitor. Janitors don't show up in suits. But if you did, you would take note of that janitor. Oh, yeah. Definitely make an impression. Yeah, it, it, it would. It would. Like, that guy should be the janitor. should be doing something else. Look at the way he's dressed. Exactly. And then maybe maybe somebody picks up on it, and next thing you know, you're not the janitor anymore. I don't know. But well, with that said, I'm wearing a Muppets t-shirt to do a to do a podcast that you know talks about entrepreneurship and and life in general and dreaming. So, but that's cuz the guy that 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 uh made the muppets, he knew what he was doing even even when he didn't know what he was doing, he knew what he was doing. Oh, you know, it never hurts to have a prop. And like my sister was telling me a story the other day, she was at the bar and this guy was going around trying to get girls to talk to him and he was offering them gummy bears if they would speak with him. So my sister said, "I don't like gummy bears." And and he was like he had a whole conversation already for that. He's like, "Oh, you don't like gummy bears?" That's very interesting. You just went through this whole spiel. So instead of getting rid of the guy, she actually wound up, you know, getting engaged in a conversation. All because he had those props and how much easier that makes for, for him. And also he stands out. It's like, oh, yeah, it's the gummy bear guy. You know, like, you know. Right. Well, it gives, like you, some, it gives you a talking It's point. a great opener. It's an icebreaker. It is without being creepy. Right. Or if you had come in in like a suit or some kind of funky hat also, you know, it would have been the same effect. Well, you, got, you stand out, right? And sometimes right. we don't want to stand out. It depends on the situation. But if you're trying to go out there, if you're trying to be the uh, the peacock, mm -hmm. right, and you're, like, fan out the feathers, or even the turkeys. We see the turkeys <laughs> running around here. Uh, if you want to be that that turkey and you, you want to uh, attain the goal that you're setting for yourself, in this case it's to, go, you know, get a girl to talk to you, mm -hmm. uh, then you need to have something that, sta that stands out. And and that's something like uh, so I was speaking at, at, at the Kpreneur Expo and it was pointed out to me. It's funny I got I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but it got two separate uh, conflicting arguments for why I should be dressed. I should have been dressed up nicer, or why wearing my hashtag Had a Dream shirt on all social networks shirt was 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 good. And uh, one person pointed out that like oh this guy well. Matt was wearing a red shirt. I'm wearing a red shirt. We look like, you know, we look like we're matching. We look like we're working here because we're matching. We're not working there. But, um, you know, it's like pointing out like, oh, well, this guy must be somebody because, you know, we went over there and we helped uh, kids get their balloon. You know, one of the kids get their balloon down. Right. And and then the next thing, the other, the, uh, the, con the contrasting thing was, 
was, oh, uh, he must, you should wear a suit because it's expected that, you know, you're supposed to be an authority and all that. But the thing is, is that is my suit. Like that's, that's me. And that's me being me, me being different from all these other people that wouldn't wear, that would just wear a suit and be complacent with that. And, and again, there's a time and place for that. But not every not every situation necessarily calls for that. Again, going to the White House or going to be the rock star that you are. And, and and that's the thing. Everybody can be that rock star that they are inside of them. It's just a matter of having the confidence to say, this is who I am. And I'm not for everybody. I, I'm not. And, and we have as – it's tough because we want to be accepted. We want to be loved. We want to be taken in. We want people to look at us and think – Oh, so, like a, a certain way about us, and not everybody's going to think that, you know. Just, it's just the, that's just the way it is. But if you have the confidence to stand there and not feel out of place, because you put yourself in that situation when you feel out of place, and people can can feed on that, oh, they yeah. eat on it. Like, oh, he knows he's underdressed. Oh, oh, he thinks he could show up and look like like in a t you know in a t shirt and jeans when everybody else is all just like yeah you know why cuz i'm the guy that's there i'm the guy that's speaking and i got the confidence to do it to be me right i mean you know having the confidence is the biggest thing I and mean, if you go in there you got the nicest suit in the world but if if you're not comfortable wearing that suit i mean that's the part that's going to stand out it doesn't matter how nice you look people are going to see that you're nervous and it's going to affect their first impression. And from there, it's a real uphill struggle to try and get your point across and, you know, to get people uh, to notice you in a positive light. So, and plus, uh, you know, in, in your situation, again, it's not necessarily peacocking, but it is looking different than everybody else. Like if, if 10 people in the room, nine people show up in suits, this one guy shows up with a shirt and a hashtag, you know, the attention's focused on you. That's true. That's hey. true. And so, again, sometimes you don't want that attention and that's okay. You have to know the the situation and you have to know that in yourself that you're confident enough to be like, I'm going to be that one out of 10 guys that doesn't show up in the suit. I'm going to be a one out of 10, out of 10 guys that has a hashtag that, you know, hashtag had a dream on, on his shirt. I'm going to be that guy with books that don't look like every other professional looking book on the shelf uh out there so that's the part of the confidence that you need to be exuding and the con not just confidence but belief in yourself belief in your product belief in what you have passion and compassion for what it is the message that you want to bring out to the world and that's that's really what it's all about so being the best isn't about titles or recognition it's about knowing that you're doing your absolute best and that that's it. There, there is no, you know, you're not compromising yourself. You know, again, I, I like to go back to Steven Todd. I hate to beat up on him, but like, you wouldn't expect him to show up in a suit. No, you wouldn't. And, you know, the guy, that's part of his image. I mean, Steven Tyler looks like Steven Tyler, who doesn't quite dress like anybody else I know. <laughs> but but he it works for him. Or maybe he's like your grandma. Or maybe he, he makes it work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not, he not does. just if I could pull that look off. Or, uh, or you know, like Slash with that giant hat he walks around with. <laughs> I wonder if he uh, like super glues that to his head or something. That's a good question. I mean, I, I would, I would think that that a bit, hat that big must oh, be tough to get keep him on, on the head. podcast. We'll find out. Uh, we, <laughs> yes, we will, because I will definitely ask. Uh, I will definitely ask him. So, uh, next topic that I have, you know, you know, man, a lot of people hate drama, like a lot of people, and. 
And they try to avoid it at all costs. Now, for me, I, and this isn't, you know, I, I don't want to paint with like a huge brush. But in my experience, a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times, those people that try to, oh, I hate drama. I try to stay away from drama. I'm beating drama away with a bat, you know. Those people tend to draw the most drama to them. And not because, like, I don't know if it's because of the people that they pal around with or that they associate with or if they're just creating the drama even though they're saying that they don't want drama. Um, I, and that's fine. That's not what, I, what I'm getting at. My point is I actually welcome some drama into my life. You know, a lot of people will be like, no, no, no. Like, but at the end of the day, it does kind of keep life interesting. It does, it gives you something to talk about. It gives you something. Now, that's not to say that I want to base like everything I do or, you know, the people I know around how much drama they can, like, oh, let's make this interesting. But you know what? I accept that drama is part of life. It's, it's just a part of something that we have to deal with as, as people and as social people, as social um, butterfly, not even butterflies, but just the social, social creatures, right? So for me, I actually welcome a little bit of it. It, you know, it keeps things interesting. It keeps, and, and the other thing is, is that drama teaches us lessons. If we're willing to listen, there is plenty of, and we got bugs flying around here and everything. Uh, if had the doors open a lot, <laughs> a lot today and yesterday, um, if you're, if you're willing to listen to what's actually being said and the situations that are being said, you can learn a lot from those people, from the situations, their experiences, your experience with dealing with those people, like they're, or not those people, but the people, the, the drama with the, the, the people with the drama in the situations at the time. Um, so there's a lot that, that can be, that can be learned and it's important to, to me, it's always been important to see it from every perspective. As, as many perspectives as you can take in, those are the perspectives you should be learning from. So I, I just was thinking about this the other day, and I, I really think, you know, I kind of I kind of welcome a little bit of drama. What, what about you, Matt? You know, on the opposite, I prefer to be a low drama, but you did make a good point about the people we attract or the people we spend time with might be more drama prone. Like, I, you know, I, there's certain people I'm thinking of that maybe the majority of, that I hang out with or might go on a date with there, it's real straightforward, no drama, real low-key. And there's a couple people I, think I can think of that I cannot go out and not have something happen, usually something negative. Now, it does make for a better story, and as long as you can kind of laugh about it after the fact, that's okay. And certainly that's going to be very memorable. But on the other hand, it's like, I just wanted to go out and have a good time. I didn't need all this, all the craziness that you seem to be attracting and that, and that they thrive on for, I guess, just liking the attention uh, the, the <laughs> and creating the drama. But, uh, but you know, that, but again, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite. So I, I prefer low drama. You prefer more, uh, more drama. Well, more, more drama than no, mm -hmm. or, you know, so low to m mild. No, but uh, maybe medium. I, there are definitely you know, not spicy. There are certain people though that just that, that thrive on the uh, or that need that drama, that need that uh, the adrenaline rush of uh, got to do something wrong or say something crazy and <laughs> just and then step back and watch the sparks fly. That that would be true. That would be true. Um, 
You know, okay, so so I was driving I was driving somewhere over the this past week. I forget I forget where. And I and I had this um this epiphany cuz I I, re- I remember I was at the the Kittypreneur Expo and I was thinking to myself or I wasn't even thinking to myself. I was talking to one of the one of the kids there, uh one of the teenagers there and and she thought I was 23 years old. And I was like, "Oh, no, no, no. I'm a bit older than that." And I and I made the comment, and actually it's a, it's a silly comment. I made the comment about the idea. It's like, "Well, you know, if I had started when I was 23 years old, look how much further I'd be. I'd be 7 years into this." And da 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 da. da. And it was it, it it's a silly comment that I off the cuff comment that I made because we're exactly where we're supposed to be. And 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 whether that's because we limit ourselves to that uh outside forces limit ourselves to that it's we're we're where we're supposed to be so for me i'm it, you know it's taken me two over just over two years to get to the point where i'm at now making all the moves that i've taken building all the reputation that i've i've, I've done building uh the show building books built like and the experience like and 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 that was the thing that got me was the experience that I would have been cutting out had I said at 23 years old no I'm I'm done I'm out mm-hmm. like I would have missed some of the most important lessons in my life to date had I just been like oh no I, I really wish I had started this sooner yeah I I and and I and I guess in my case it's because I'm so, was so young anyway at the time versus like if you if I was like 40 or 50 and I said man I wish I had started this 10 years earlier. Well if I had started 10 years earlier I wouldn't be where I mean I probably would but I don't know. Like it's hard to say. Uh, Cuz I wouldn't have had these key experiences in my life that taught me some extremely uh, valuable lessons through my own mistakes. Because as we know, experience is because you made mistakes somewhere along the way, but, and we learn from them and it becomes experience. And of course they say, Oh, well, you know, there are no mistakes and da 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 Like, yeah, there are, there aren't, but they weren't good choices either. Right? Like the, they, they just weren't the right choices at the time. So what I think is that, I I wish that I just wish I could move faster. You know, it's like okay, I've done all this in two years. It actually is it, like when I sit back and look at what I've created in just a two year span, I'm impressed myself, and that's really what I strive for. And that's going back to like earlier when I said about um, being the best that we can be for ourselves, and because I've you know before. Um, before this stretch of two years, I had done a, like I did some things here and there, and that kind of impressed myself. And you know, you surprise yourself with what you were able to accomplish. But when I look back now, I'm like, wow, like, I, like I did a lot to, to make up for all that time that I was learning all these things along the way. Where had I just started sooner, I would have missed out on the experience that led me to here. So. Sometimes it's just wishful thinking that we think that, oh, to, you know, I really wish we would start sooner. I mean, you, you know, a great example of that is like Morgan Freeman, who didn't start acting until he was, what, 50 or something to that effect? 
Or, you know, Rodney Dangerfield, who didn't really start becoming popular until <laughs> many years into his career. Well, well, pop, well, popular. Like the difference there is, uh, if he had, if he didn't even start until mm-hmm. he was like forty, like he 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 was doing his own job, like he was doing his job thing or whatever. Maybe a little bit here and there, he dabbled in like telling jokes to his friends or something. But then all of a sudden, he was like, you know what? I'm forty. I'm going to take it serious, and I'm just going to quit my job, and we're going to go do this thing, or or at least start taking it more seriously to the point of quitting quitting his job um to do it so so a little a little bit different but yeah same you know along the same lines it's again it's tough to admit because we we want to think that we knew better that we we believed better and while we may have thought better that wasn't enough act thinking isn't enough action and it's like i know i'm slow at things I know that I've been criticized in the past for being all talk and no go. And that really bothered me. Like, really, really bothered me. Because I know that I try to calculate everything that I do. I know that I'm not the quickest at getting the answer sometimes. I know that I'm not the quickest at... uh, Because I am a bit of a... (laughs) a bit of a procrastinator but i know that where i'm heading and it, to me there's there's always a plan cuz i'm thinking you know 2 3 4 5 6 7 steps ahead whereas if i just take action that to me that isn't always good enough uh because i want more solid ground i want more of a parachute i want more of a runway to get off the ground and I want to build that runway and I want to do it really, really well. Um, so, and, and we had to watch, as I said in my talk the, uh, from, from last week, uh, we had to watch about perfection because perfection can stop us in our tracks. And that isn't always necessarily what I'm trying to uh, obtain. I've tried to get better at not obtaining perfection every time. Uh, but it, it depends on, it depends on how big of a risk it is, right? It's all about the risk reward. If the risk is too big, Maybe I want to take a few extra steps to figure it out before I just jump right in and say, oh, well, this little reward is going to be amazing. And that's one of the reasons why, like, some of my projects, uh, like, I've wanted to do a second uh, follow-up album to Adventuratorium. But I know how much time it's going to take away from everything else that I'm doing. And I know that the return on that time is not going to be as great as it needs to be for, for where I am at life now. But, you know, something like Adventuratorium was an amazing opportunity for me to see what it's like to be a freelance artist, for a lack of a better word. And it opened my eyes to like, hey, I could do these amazing things and I can work from home and create them. Now, I, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an awful lot of work, uh, especially with that album because, you know... I. Like, I love to DJ, but I'm not, you know, professional DJ guy that's been, you know, okay, I've been DJing for over 10 years now, but it's not been a consistent 10 years. It's not like I've been morning, noon, night, and day all all the time DJing. So, 
it took me time to to get my skills up and and get those cuts and get those um the music and everything to line up just the the right way especially with something that was like almost 2 hours long like that's a lot of music to have to cram into into something so uh developing other t- uh skills to make that happen Th- those skills though led me into podcasting and led me into doing interviews on podcasts and led me into this idea like, oh, man, this would be amazing. And then now here we are. Now we're, we're broadcasting on Facebook Live. We're on YouTube. Uh, I'm doing talks. We're, you know, re- books have been written. We're going to we're going to write more books. There's there's just so many awesome things that are like in the works. It's just slow. Well, it's especially slow now because because A is here. But uh, we're going to, we're going to get there. And that's one of the things I love about doing the show is I don't have to edit anymore. So it's like, as soon as we're done this, I'm just slapping this pre-show into the, in with the interview and we're going to town and we're going to upload it and, and that's it. And before I used to spend hours editing this because perfection was like, Oh, if I have the, the perfect edits with the perfect guests, they're going to bring the guests, you know, my guests are going to bring in their audience and they're going to hear this perfect show and they're going to love it and they're just, they're just going to want more of it. And th- that's not really how it happened because as it turned out, people didn't share the show the way I thought they would or should necessarily. And when they got here, they didn't have a reason to stick around because Joe Pardo wasn't showing his personality. Joe Pardo wasn't part of the show. It was his guest show. You know, I was honoring my guests. And that's one of the things I absolutely love about doing the show now where I can honor my guests. I can honor my guests even more now than than before because now the, the, the interviews can be totally spot on just about them. And the important thing is, is now I have Mother Pre-Show where I can take a half hour, an hour, however long it takes to get me out there, to put me, you know, my flavor and my expertise and my experience and, and, you know, my take on things out into the world with my show, um, and at the same time, highlight these people. So I, that's one of the reasons I absolutely love it. I love that we're on Facebook Live. I love that we have comments uh, in the in the chat. I love that it, it's just to me it's it's the whole experience now that we weren't that it was missing before. And and I and and I, I mean I'm just so grateful for everybody that's been along on this ride. It's it's been an amazing two years. I, you know, I I don't think that for for me to go and build something from scratch and not use the star power of a of a known brand is amazing. You know, if I had a Disney podcast, oh, you love Disney? Oh, listen to my Disney podcast. You know what I mean? People identify with that brand power, but there's no, you know, my show isn't super super niched. To be like, oh, it's Disney, so you're gonna love it um, because you love Disney. It's it's people that connect with this idea of, yeah, it's entrepreneurs, yeah, it's business, yeah, it's you know management, yeah, it's people doing things that they love, making a difference in the world. It's all of that. The people coming together for the common thread of uh, of of thinking, and I, you know, 
thinking different, if you will, to uh, borrow a term from Apple. So it's tough. It's really, it's really, really tough. And and I think that I've done a, a wonderful job, if I do say myself, say uh, so myself, bringing the best that I can together for a platform like this. And it's all, you know, it's going to continue to get bigger, especially now as I'm as I'm speaking more, which I'm going to get to a little bit in a, in a moment here. Um, it's. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I couldn't. I don't think I could imagine where. Well, I I did, because I did so many calculations and like foreseeing and stuff. I did see where I was heading. I just didn't think it was going to take this long to get to where I'm at. But I've learned so much along the way, and and as I was telling somebody earlier today, actually, it's actually kind of a shame that I've learned so much and I have so many skills and so many different. Um, department, no, not departments, so many skills in so many areas that it's actually almost hard to market myself because I have so many things that I can do um, and bring then so many things I bring to the table that's actually like really, really tough to 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 not be super focused. Like in, in some ways, I kind of wish I was just super hyper focused on like one thing that I could be like, hey. I do this one thing and you can pay me $500 an hour to do it because I'm like the best at doing it. Um, but I'm not that way. And I really hate the term. And I've mentioned this on the show before. I really hate the term Jack of all trades. Cause when people say that it gets under my skin because you know what it says to me, it says to me that, well, do you want, do you want the hater version or you want the, the, the politically oh, correct version. Assuming the hater version would be the full phrase, which would be uh, Jack of all trades, master of none, which is suggesting that I'm a little good at all these things, but I wouldn't be the guy you would call if you wanted this one particular job done because you could go get you know the expert over here. That's that's his thing. He only does this, and that's all he ever does. But so many things now aren't one particular branch. Like you wouldn't say, oh, let me just call the computer guy. Like. Fix it, computer guy. Well, this is a networking issue. Well, fix it. Yeah, but but I'm a programmer. I don't I don't handle the networking thing. But you're the computer guy. Like, no, you want a <laughs> you want a programmer slash networking guy. You don't just want one or the other. And that's that's just one example. But that's not how people would see it. You know, like they it's you know when you're looking to pigeonhole somebody into <laughs> into whatever category that you can associate with. Um, your level of familiarity with, you know, the uh, the task at hand. Right. Well, see, and, and the way that I bring that together is is through, like, with business consulting, right? Consulting for these businesses. The thing is, is businesses run on technology. I have the technology background. I have the business background. So I'm not one or the other. Sure, I'm not a master at computers, but I'm also no slouch. And I'm not a master at business. But I'm no slouch either. And I can merge the two and show people how to be more efficient, optimize their businesses, get more out of them because of the technology. If I only understood business, then I would be severely lacking and have to go get somebody else from the outside that would understand the technology to bring it in. And then I'd probably be sitting there saying, well, why can't I just do this and do this? And I wanted to do this. And it's like, but it doesn't work that way because the software isn't designed to do that. And here's why it's not designed to do that. Like I can explain that versus if I was just one or just the other. 
and and figuring out how they merge. So so yeah, to me that term, uh, the 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 master of all or you know, whatever, jack of all trades, master of none, like gets under my skin. But at the same time. Uh, I try not to let things bother me too much, and especially now because I, I feel like I've gotten past that level of like, I'm just gonna say caring about what other people think when it comes to that kind of stuff because I know my skills where they're at. I know what they're. I understand what they're worth. I understand that. Um, I understand that I don't have the client base to get my price up to where I I know that it should be at yet, but I know that I'm working towards that. Um, and once I fill up my pipeline with, with jobs that are at a certain price that I charge now, you better believe the price is going up and it's going to continue to go up until I get to where I know that I, what I'm worth and, and and knowing what your self-worth is, is tough. It really is. Right. And, and I think I, um, had mentioned this last week about the whole, you know, don't, don't work for cheap. Uh, don't, you know, you either work for free or you work for full price. And because you don't, and, and Melissa was getting on me about this the other, uh, actually today about me and the word salty. And she's like, why are you using that word all the time? I was like, I don't know. Cause, cause you don't want me to use the other S word that I, <laughs> that would go along with it. So it just makes salty just sounds a lot, you know, friendlier, <laughs> but it gets the point across that I want to do work that at a price that doesn't make me feel like I'm being taken advantage of. And it, and it's tough because at the same time, and I I had to, you know, I explained this to to one of my clients is like, I really want to help people. Like when, when I have people that reach out to me and they're like, well, I don't have a lot of money to do this, but this is what I want to do. How much can you just like quote me on it? And I've had quite a few people say, and I'm like, well, here's the thing. If I just quote you a price, you're going to end up seeing the power of what I'm giving you and you're going to want more. It's just like we we're we getting some ha- we got some housework done on the house. You may have seen it on Facebook. I, mean, I know Matt, Matt you saw it in person mm-hmm. uh when you on your way in. But the you know, when you start doing projects like that around the house, it's like, oh, it starts out as one thing and it starts as you start to do that project, you start to see like, oh, this is what the potential could be. And what if we did this? And what if we do that? And now maybe price brings you back down to earth. But the thing is, is you might make that jump. And if if it's like, oh, well, you, you know, you quoted me one price. Why can't you just throw in these extra things? It's like, because it's going to take more time. It takes more care. It takes more materials. It, like time is the thing, you know, that's, that's the thing. So, so for me, it's like, especially when it comes to people, uh, if it's for your business, like if it's for your business and you're, you're, you're in business to make money, I need to make money too. Like I can't justify doing it for free the time really, because if I do it for free, you're not like you, I just helped your business. I just helped you make money and I'm not making any money at myself. Like that doesn't help anybody. And I wouldn't like, if my, like Matt, if you owned a grocery store, I wouldn't go to that grocery store every day and be like, Oh, you're going to give me a discount. Right. Because I want you to still be there tomorrow. <laughs> right. I don't want, I like, Oh, here comes that Joe guy taking all my bread for like a third of the price just because he knows, he, you know, he knows me that doesn't do anybody any good. It doesn't do the the local economy. It doesn't do anything. It's not good. Um, now again, that doesn't mean I won't help give advice and point somebody in the right direction, 
That I don't mind. If it only takes me, you know, 30 seconds or a minute to point someone in the right direction and it helps them and it helps their business, that's fine. But they're the ones going to do the work. They're the ones that are going to take that time. They're the ones that are going to have to figure out what I meant when I said blah, 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 blah. You know, they're the ones that are going to have to do the Google searches. Now, if they want to skip all that, then they can pay me. You know, but at the same time, like I said, like I want to help people. I want to be there for people. I want to deliver more than I than I probably should, but I can't always do that because of time. You know, a minute here, two minutes there, what even even ten minutes is not a problem. But when we start getting to an hour, it you know that's a problem. I, I know somebody who just started charging for their for their Skype calls. You know, they were like, oh, so many people were jumping on. They were like, oh, let's just jump on a Skype call and we'll talk for like an hour. And it ended up, he was dishing out all kinds of stuff. And it's like, he's giving out all kinds of information, like valuable information that that basically shortcuts the process to like building a platform, building a podcast, building this, building that. And he started taking up too much of his time. So he's like, look, I'm going to start charging. It's $97 an hour. I'll sit on Skype all day and talk with you for for hundred bucks an hour. I'll give you everything you need to know. I'll I'll give you all the shortcuts, all the things that you don't want to read, all those things, all those articles that you don't want to search out and find. I'll I'll cut through all that for you, but you gotta you gotta help me out here because I got bills too. Or you need to invest the time. And and the thing is, is that time is going to be a lot of time because you're going to have to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to have to gain a lot of experience to get to that. And that's the one thing people don't quite understand. Like when I go to conferences, when I go uh, and, and invest in courses, when I go and I do, you know, learn things, build businesses, uh, build websites, build, do anything. All of that is time and effort. And cult, it's all cultivated in me, so it's worth something. Like, cause it's it's a, it becomes that shortcut for somebody else. You know, you don't have to use the shortcut, but if you want to invest the five, six, seven, ten hours, twelve hours, beating your head into the desk, like I have plenty of times, be my guest. That's fine. Doesn't doesn't bother me at all. And I'll even help you point you in the direction by giving you the, 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 the blueprint of what it is that you need to do, but I'm not going to be the one that does it. Simple as that. So it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough because like I said, I really want to be there for people and I want to do stuff, but at the same time, when it's, especially when it's for a business, you can't, you just can't, you can't, I can't justify doing that. Cause we're, you know, you're there to make money. I'm doing it to help you make money. Uh, so, so that was, that was a really long way of saying that we are where we're supposed to be do you know, doing what we're supposed to be doing, making the, the building, the experience that we're supposed I want to keep saying mistakes, but they're not really mistakes. They're just not the right answers, but those right, not right answers bring together, uh, to make experience. Uh, the, let's see, I wrote an article, Matt, over, over the weekend, uh, about, do you have the power to let power go? How, how so? Okay. So if you're, well, this was specifically for like a business or an entrepreneur, really entrepreneurs, right? Because entrepreneurs, we do a lot of things on our own. I know I do 
So I'm a more or less a one man band here. I, I have a couple people that help me here. Uh, you you know you help me by being here. Uh, I have uh, <coughs> excuse me, Amy J helps me with uh, some of the, the the emails for for podcast Mid Atlantic. Um, and Melissa's helped me a bit, but for the most part, I'm a one man band here, and part of that. And as entrepreneurs, and even as business owners too, as specifically small business owners, we run into this problem of we don't want to relinquish power because somebody else isn't going to do it the way we do. We're, we, we, we set our sights on perfection, and when we don't get perfection, it really lets us down. So we're like, oh, well, you know, it's just easier for me to do it myself. So I was I was at a client <laughs> client today and he was explaining to me that he works till 1 a.m. on Mondays. Till 1 a.m. like I, he he'd gone in at work at like 8 or 7 or whenever he got it like early in the morning and he'll be there till well he's there right now. He'll be he'll he'll be there until 1 a.m. uh working because that's his his busy day and his non-busy days are till 12. And I asked him, I said, well, why don't, you know, you make a lot of, you know, you make a lot of money here, you know, you enjoy it, whatever. Um, but why don't you hire a little more help? And he's like, well, the problem is, is everything is up here. It's all in here. And, and that's, that's a problem, right? Cause I was like, well, I was like, man, what if you're like sick and you can't come in on a Monday? He's like, oh, you know, I, I come in even if I'm sick. And I'm like, no, but like, what if you're really sick? Like sick, sick, like pneumonia, sick, or um, can't get out. Like you just can't physically get out of bed, sick. What are you gonna do? He's like, oh well, it's just never happened before, so I never really thought about it. And I'm like, huh. Now I would love to go in there, and I would love to help figure out a way for him and his business to be able to to thrive more efficiently than 1am you know i like he was explaining some of what they do at the business and all and and i'm like well that's tough it's tough because you you're doing so many um so many transactions in a week and 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 i get that it's got to be really tough but uh but to me there's always a way there's always something better and that's part of that whole marrying the technology with like there, maybe there's a, a, a step in the process that they just don't see because they're doing it all the time and they're spending so much time in the process rather than on the business, right? Working in your business versus on your business and working is working towards the, uh, the ability to, Hey, if I'm sick, it's okay. You know, things can continue to go on and, and it'll be okay. It's really, uh, it's really tough, but it's also tough for somebody who's in it like that to think that anybody else could really understand that stuff. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't set up, um, procedures to make that easier. So like, I, I, you know, I'm not there to help, to help him with that process. I'm there to help him put a, a better website together, which is fine. Um, but who knows? Maybe, maybe in the next couple times I go and, and and hang out, maybe uh, you know, I talk him, and maybe I talk him into let me go one night and just hang out and just watch the process. 
till 1 a.m. and and help break down how they can make it more efficient and go through some of these ways that they're that they just don't know because they don't know all the technology that's out. Not that I know all the technology, but what I do know is Google search. You know, if you if you is it you give a man a, a fish versus teach him how to fish. Well, if you teach a person how to Google search, it's going to be a life-changing experience for sure. So uh, it's it's tough, though, as, as business owners to let that power go, to give somebody else the power to make those decisions. But as you know and as you see when it comes to corporate America, when it comes to companies that make it to that next level, going from small to medium – from medium to large to Fortune 500, you know, those companies are the ones that relinquished power. You know, they 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 relinquish power, and the owner itself steps up into a role of working on the business rather than in the business. Sure, we all have to you know fill in here and there or whatever it is, and and that's you know that's how that's that happens. That's how that's like this is what life is about. You know, you, you, you see a problem and you fix it. And that's as, uh, as I've said before, entrepreneurs are professional problem solvers. So that's what we do. But it's tough to make that, that that's to step back and accept that somebody else can learn this stuff that somebody else can learn it and maybe not have enough power where they can, uh, steal a whole lot from you. It's tough. It's really tough. But that's where technology's got to come in play, and that's where I come into play. <laughs> that's where I come into play with the technology background and the business, the bu- the business background to understand the business and understand how technology can interact with the business. So go check out that article. Uh, I don't know what the link is, but if you go to superjoepardo.com, like this link right here. You can uh, go check out the uh, article that I wrote about let you know. Do you have the power to let power go? Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Anthony Hayes, who I just uh, put his brand new website together. Me, myself, and I radio dot com. Go check it out. Uh, I think it came out really slick. Uh, took took a few hours, but. Uh, you know, we get, we get it in. That's how, that's how we do. Uh, I have a few other websites that I'm working on for some clients. Uh, but that's my, one of my most recent ones. Uh, you can go check out me, myself and I radio.com. Uh, who else did I want to give a shout out to? Oh, you know who I want to give a shout out to Matt. I want to give a shout out to a name. I don't know. Did, did you, did you see this, this, this letter? Did you see, did you see this? Let me show, let me show Matt here real quick. Yep, yep, yep. You, see, you see who what that name is? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hide the the address here. I'm gonna throw it up to the to the camera. Can you see that on the camera? It's like really blurry. Oh wait. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. So the name on this piece of mail is Ash Resner, which. For those that don't know, when I was growing up uh, in the time of the internet and being only like, not, you know, not even a teenager yet, <laughs> we we need, uh, you know, I, when I would sign up for things online, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm underage. I shouldn't use my real name. 
So I, I made up a name, Ash Resner. Ash for, and you see the poster behind me here, uh, that it, it, the Evil Dead poster, main character's name is Ash. Do, do you, does he have a last name? I think he has a last name. He does, but it escapes me at the moment. Yeah, I, I can't think of the last name. But I, I use, you know, Reznor was from, from of course, Trent Reznor of, of Nine Inch Nails. And uh, so combined the two and was putting my name out there for, like, anything I had to sign up for on online. This is going back, like, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 3, 4, probably until at least 2000. Three or four, I, I finally stopped and, and started using my real name. But I still received mail, <laughs> mail saying Ash Resner. And for the longest time, I was receiving a lot of mail. Like one every maybe one to three weeks, I was getting a piece of mail. So it had been a while since I got one. But apparently, AAA Insurance wants to get Ash Resner at this address signed up for AAA Insurance. Uh, person doesn't exist. So... Um, Stop sending mail for for a fake person, which makes me wonder if I could get a credit card at some point under a fake name. I bet you I could do it. If animals can get credit cards, I'm pretty sure you can get a credit card under a fake name. Yes, prob- probably, probably. Um, oh, there was something else I wanted to talk about. So, uh, speaking of insurance, I got a letter here from Allstate Insurance. Now, the reason I bring this up is because. The when it comes to customer experiences, I, I'm all about customer experiences. Experiences seem to be a you know popping word, as as the kids say these days. Um, so on here it says you your courtesy. I can't even read it. I think it says your courtesy quotes inside with a smiley face. So there's um. Like you can actually see it. Like it's handwritten on the, on the side of the letter. Now I get a lot of junk mail and there's some of them that make it look like it's a a written letter, even though it's clearly not a written letter. Um, but this is actually written. So, so I opened up the quote because there was something written on the front of it. So it made me think like, huh, somebody actually took the time to, uh, do this to, to prepare this said quote. What's funny about this is, uh, it says prepared by Sam, but then it's very clearly written. Stephanie has written her name and included her business card on it. And then at the bottom, she actually wrote a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and it says, Hey, Melissa and Joseph, give me a call, please. At the bottom here, which I thought was pretty. I'm going to show this to the camera. So if you're watching on Facebook live or on YouTube, you can see it. So it was actually written, uh, written out in, in, purple mark uh purple marker purple pen um and i thought that it was so interesting that i figured i would keep it and at some point would talk about it on the show and here i am talking about it i just think it's really neat that that somebody would take the time to like write anything on a mass well uh, basically a mass mailer um adding a personal touch creating that that personal connection and that feeling of I don't know. Was it the reciprocity, reciprocity, feeling the need to be like connected to a, to something that has took that somebody took the time to write on makes 
makes all the difference. One more time on the on the on the yeah on the camera here. It makes all the difference. Uh, really neat. Um, good job, Stephanie. Now I don't know that we'll be switching anytime soon, but uh, it, it is in my mind now, and and it has it hasn't left my desk since May twenty fourth. So it's been on my desk for a while. So not not a bad not a bad tactic for sure. Uh, I guess on the last thing I want to talk about here is, uh, you know, it's Father's Day yesterday, uh, spending the, my first Father's Day as a father was, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, we, uh, on Saturday we went down to my dad's boat, hung out there for a while, a long while actually, like afternoon to like 1030 at night. We were actually watching, they have, they have fireworks in Atlantic City now. Yeah, on Friday, Saturday nights they have they have fireworks uh, over at the Tropicana. Pretty cool. Um, and we got we watched them from the boat, and and it was it was really cool. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then on on Sunday we went to her aunt's house, and uh, I got this really sweet card. If you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube, it's really sweet for Daddy uh, Minnie Mouse card. Um, it's. It's definitely uh, a special feeling. I, I I don't I don't know of any better way to put it. But hopefully, knock on wood, it'll be the first of many. All right, so uh, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode 235's pre-show. Uh, if you stay tuned till after the jump, you can listen to Nicole Bogard. Uh, talk about all kinds of entrepreneur travel stuff and speaking and doing all kinds of awesome things. Shout out to Michael da- or yeah, David Michael. I always said Michael David. David Michael for uh, recommending her for the show. Matt, I really appreciate you coming on the show as always. Hey, thank you for having me. And uh, oh, before we go though, I got to show. There's another camera angle now in the room. Let's see if I hit this button. Now you can actually see back here. So uh, look forward to uh, more some videos maybe using utilizing this camera angle in my office in my studio here, and yeah, that's that's what's uh, that's what's up. Oh, a bunch of speaking opportunities uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, I'll be speaking in Philadelphia at a podcasting meetup uh, called uh, Philly Pod Talk. If you search it up on uh, meetup.com, you can find it there. Uh, I was supposed to speak to m- on Wednesday of this week, but unfortunately it got pushed back because um, apparently the mayor's office of Camden is coming in and they want to talk. So I got bumped, but it's all good. No big deal. Uh, I'll definitely be speaking at HopeWorks at some point in the near future. Uh, and then we have the UN talk in in uh, July, in the middle of July coming up. And I have a bunch, a bunch of more talks coming up soon. Uh, I just don't have any official dates to announce anything yet, but I have been hustling my butt off to make it to make it happen. So uh, hopefully we're gonna get more more talks in uh, very very soon here. Looking forward to spreading the word of, of Dreamers podcast and and hashtag How to Dream and just having people you know helping people uh, do it, it do it uh, do it what do it what it is what it is Matt <laughs> do what they love 
that's what it's all about. So uh, stay tuned for uh, after the jump here. You can check out the interview with Nicole Bogard. And thank you, everybody, for joining me here on the pre-show. I look forward to talking to you next week. Joe, I have a challenge for you. What? What's that, Matt? I want you to give me a way to support the Dreamers podcast that's not only easy, but it's not going to cost me any money. Buy stuff on Amazon. Really? Yes. Go to superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon. Update your bookmark for Amazon to that link, superjoepardo.com forward slash, <laughs> forward slash Amazon. Every time you make a purchase, I get money. Joe, in the time it took you to describe that, I've already done it, and I'm a slow typer. You know what? Why don't you go buy some uh, Mavis Typing Tutor on Amazon using the superjoeparter.com forward slash Amazon and help contribute to Dreamers Podcast. It'll be here in two days. Thanks, Amazon Prime. Hey, Dreamers. Today, I am talking with Nicole Bogard, who is making her dreams come true by continuing the trend of social wait is it oh oh <laughs> i messed up <laughs> continuing the trend of breaking social norms to travel the world solo welcome to the show nicole thank you i'm super excited to be here joe super excited to have you here and uh our friend our, our mutual friend david and friend of the show david michael uh is the one that connected us together Yes. Um, so David's a longtime friend of mine who's actually seeing his dreams come true and um, doing an amazing job in the DJ world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I you know, David Michael was on episode, I think, three of this show. <laughs> and uh, he followed up, I think, somewhere in the in the low hundreds, like maybe 120, 130 or something to that effect. Um, okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> So I'm glad that, that he uh, he recommended uh, you to the show and and that you're here and uh, so let's let's talk uh, let's talk about your background. Why don't you get started with uh, you know how you've gotten to this point? Yeah, absolutely. So in college, um, I did a study abroad program and fell in love with everything. You know, the whole fiasco of traveling and getting on a plane and seeing new sites and um, smelling new smells and listening to new music. And then after that program, I came home and I did what was normal. I, I finished college. I got a, a big girl job, right. And was out in the corporate world and realized a couple late years later that I really missed my passion and my dream of, of traveling. And so, um, I started studying and to become, um, independent away financially away from the corporate world and really put my idea of traveling the world in motion by just saying it out loud. Um, and that's where it really all started. It started with this tiny, absurd idea in my head, like, oh yeah, I'm going to quit my job and move to Columbia. Thinking there's no way possible that could happen. Um, and I would just joke about it and tell people, and the more I started telling people, the more actually I started believing in myself and, and saying, you know what, I could do that. Um, so I kept studying to become independent and ended up landing a freelance job doing search engine optimization and then enabling myself to leave the corporate world. Wow. So now you, you, like you travel as part of your, your full-time gig? 
Yeah. So the work that I do is search engine optimization and account management with a um, web-based marketing agency, which really empowers their contract employees to travel, to go out and see the world and balance work at the same time. Um, So it's phenomenal. I'll be on conference calls from Bogota, Colombia, and my clients are in Ohio. <laughs> oh well, I mean that that that's that's awesome. Uh, how, how did you get um, involved with SEO? Yeah, so you know, networking, friends of friends who were in the marketing world. I knew a little bit about search engine optimization, Google Analytics um, from college, taking college courses. Um, And so when I really looked at the industry to see how can I be financially independent, how can I generate income to sustain my travels? That's when the two clicked together. Um, You can do search engine optimization from anywhere. As long as you're connected with the internet, it's changed everything for travelers. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people uh, try to go for that that laptop lifestyle, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, um, just like there's nothing wrong with having a nine to five. But uh, I mean, I mean, for me, it's, it you know, I don't I don't think I could live like that. You know, it, so it's definitely not for everyone. But but right. with the inner the power of the internet and opening it up for people uh, it's it's super, like, you know, 20 years ago, this was not really a, a possible. Um, at least for, maybe for like 0.01% of the population 20 years ago. And now, you know, 10 years ago, it was probably maybe 1% of the population. Now it's, you know, maybe 5 to 10% of the population, if not more, because of the ability to not have to be somewhere location-based. Exactly. You're right. It's not for everyone in there. There are definite challenges and obstacles to overcome in this lifestyle. Um, and it, and there's all different types of travel that you can do and, and doing the remote work and finding, for example, if you do like the office space and the collaborative environment, I've found co-sharing spaces to be absolutely wonderful to go in and work from. Oh, I, I'm sure. What, um, what, so what, where are some of the places that you've been since, uh, well, how long ago have you been doing the, the SEO work that enabled you to travel? Yeah, I started really getting involved in the spring of 2014. So doing all the research on my own and studying Google offers, Google Moz.com, they both offer a wealth of information on best SEO practices. With the internet, things are changing daily, right? So it's really hard to take a college course. You can nowadays, um, but when I was in college, Google Analytics was relatively new. Um, so it's all self-taught. Right, right. And that's, and you know, that's the, uh, was it? I think I was watching Shark Tank the other night and somebody was like, I have a, was it a, a, a master's in Google and a, and a minor <laughs> in, or a, a ma- my major was Google and my minor was Bing or something like that. So something <laughs> like that. They, they had perfected uh, the, way, the, the perfect way of saying that I do all my own research. You know, 
That's amazing. I love hearing that I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I don't know if it's a, my, you know, or, or my master's or my major or something like that. Um, yeah. So it's a, feel free to use it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Google offers their own courses and analytics. You get certified and you can have that certification when you're going to new employees and say, look, this is what I can do for you. And I have this to back me up. Right. And you should have something to, to qualify because anybody could say, oh, I'm a social media <laughs> expert. I'm an SEO expert. But, you know, what 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 do you have to really show for it? And and that's one of the other th things I like about um, with the Internet, being able to actually show what you do in a manner of like if you worked for a company and you did all the work within that company there's really no way to really show it, right? Unless it was say marketing, you're like, well, I created all this marketing materials and you can see what I, you know, what I did, but but there's really no way to like prove it. Like unless it was something to that effect, right? So it's kind of like, okay, well, uh at least with search engine you'd be like, look, um I want you to look up um you know, some search term. See that site? That's my site. It's at the top. Why is it at the top? Why is about.com below me? Why is how to do stuff.com you know, how it works.com. Why is all that stuff below me? Because I, I figured it out. I know what I'm, I, I have proof to show what I'm, that I know what I'm doing. Exactly. It's like a fun game to me as well, right? How can I beat my competition? How can I get to that next position above the other person, right? The other site. Yep. So it's fun. It's, it's strategy and it constantly changes. Yeah, it does constantly change and they don't really let you know like the, the, there isn't like um, a how-to guide per se. It, it, it's a lot of uh, trial and error because they don't want people to game the system. Exactly. It's a lot of self-learning too. And, and each site is going to be really unique depending what your goals are for the site and who is your competition. That really changes your strategy and it can be significantly different from one to the other. Yes, most definitely. So how did your family take this? This uh, I'm going to start traveling and then I'm going to get a job with something that doesn't necessarily, it's not like a normal, you know, per, quote unquote normal job. My mom started crying immediately. <laughs> and uh -huh. she, she couldn't talk about it for months. So my family, I'm from the Midwest and they, we grew up not traveling a lot. Um, I don't think my father's been further west than Chicago. So it was tough for them to see, you know, their little girl in their eyes say, okay, I'm going to put on a 50 liter backpack and just go. Um, I'll be back and I don't know when. I don't have a cell phone. Um, <laughs> you don't even, you don't take a cell phone with you? I I did take a phone, but it didn't have a number on it. I couldn't call. It was really for photography purposes. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, taking notes. Um, I really do like to disconnect. Um, and with the work I was doing, it was all online based. So I had, a, I had plenty of time being connected via Skype, Google Hangouts, um, that way. So they were shocked. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot cheaper too using Skype. I know when I was abroad, I was using Skype at you know at the Wi-Fi hotspots that I could get into. Yes, yeah. So now, I mean, it's pretty amazing the connectivity that you can get. 
Um, sometimes you have to obviously know that Wi-Fi might be a little bit sketchy. Um, if you're in the middle of Bolivia, <laughs> you might not have it. <laughs> yeah, that's just a risk you're willing to take. Exactly. And you just say, okay, well, I'll be here. I d don't know about the Wi-Fi situation, and I'll talk to you in a few days. <laughs> so, so what's been your biggest roadblock, Nicole? My biggest roadblock probably was in the beginning, if I could do it, knowing could I do it by myself and continuing, continuing to push through um, all the negativity that was surrounding me and saying, you know, there, people are just scared and, and they say their fears to you. Um, and that can take a toll on someone not to achieve their dreams. Right. So you can't do that because aren't you scared someone will kidnap you or this or that, or what will you do for money? But if your desire is there and your will is, is, is there and you keep voicing those affirmations, I guess, to yourself that you can do it, um, that's going to push you through. But I would say the negativity has been the biggest challenge. You know, it's tough because the negativity in their mind isn't negativity. It's it's just worrying, you know? It's Yes, and it, and it truly is caring, I believe, um, deep down. But at the same time, you know, sometimes you can take on other people's emotions as well and fear. So it's hard not to do that. No, I, I agree. It's uh, It definitely can be tough. So... Nicole, when you were growing up, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wanted to be, you know, the typical a veterinarian. I loved animals. Or to be an actress, be out in Hollywood. Um, so those, those were two of my dreams. And it wasn't until later in life that I really dreamt, I want to be a world traveler. I want to know as many people as I can know and experience everything that I could. Well, you know, part, part of, uh, being, being an actress would be that you would get to travel around and, and do things. That's, that's very true. Was that, Maybe was that something you think that you felt thought about? I actually haven't thought about it. Now I'm thinking mm, second career. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. I mean, people find their, uh, their acting legs at all stages of life. Very true. <laughs> no, but that's that's actually really true. When you go off to and you're by yourself, you can really create your new person, who you are, in a different environment. Um, your your core values are still with you, but you might discover new things about yourself that you never knew before because you don't have outside influences um, imposing on you. You get to decide. Um, what time you wake up, where you go, what you do, who you talk to, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> those outside influences definitely can be heavy and definitely can be uh, something that, that plays maybe too much of a, um, you know, too too heavily into our lives. And, and a lot of times we don't even realize it until we've, we've removed ourselves from it because we're too close to a situation to notice that uh, these these outside influences are are 
leading us to not be who we want to be inside because we have to fit inside of a a certain uh, predictability. Exactly. And, you know, it's given me new eyes to look at my hometown um, in Dayton, Ohio. I used to think, oh, Dayton is so boring. There's nothing here. How how could I live there? And then um, after my last trip, I came back and I started seeing the city from an outsider's perspective and actually looking for new things to do and new groups to meet. And an incredible amount of doors just started opening up and new events started coming into my life because I had these outside eyes. That's one of the reasons why I, Melissa and I love it when we have out the you know, like outsiders come and visit us and stay with us. Cause we do things that, like I'm never ready to go see the Liberty Bell, but when my friend from Japan comes, we went and saw the Liberty Bell because it's not something she could just go see, but because I could just go see it any day of the week if I really wanted to, <laughs> I, I have no interest. <laughs> right, but how often would you go to it, right? You yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, a lot of times I won't even go to the city because I hate parking in there. It's just, you know, I, I love Philly, but, I you know, the, the hassle of going to Philly is is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I like to force myself to be like, okay, I know it's a hassle, but I've got to get out there. And every time I've done that, I've had the most amazing adventure Um, just by saying, yes, okay, I'll go. And, you know, you're in the worst mood and you go and then you experience something incredible and you have a lifelong friend or experience that you talk about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Those, uh, those, it, yeah, it's a, it's at the times where you think that you shouldn't go for one reason or another that you you can experience those things that uh, can you know have minor changes, but minor changes can lead to huge changes later on down the road that we can't even foresee. So, exactly, it's the ripple effect. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so Nicole, what are your what are your dreams for the future look like? So to continue traveling, and I really want to um, inspire and ignite. So I have this, I have this purpose that I've I've been working on um, statement. So I really want to ignite in others the confidence to believe in the power of experience and value of discomfort um, to to empower self growth and reinforce their individual strengths that can build strong communities. And so with, when I say that, I want to continue traveling and experiencing new adventures and sharing them with others and really giving the confidence to other people who have those fears to overcome them, to realize their dreams, whether it's um, getting outside their own backyard and going to the next city over, going to a new type of restaurant, that they've never tried before cuisine um, or meeting a new person in their community. So that's, that's my dream is just to inspire change and in self-development. Oh, I love it. And that's what we're doing here every single week, <laughs> week after week for, for over a year and a half now, uh, actually close to over two years at this point. 
uh, by the time this episode comes out. And uh, that's, you know, getting people to get outside their comfort zone and, and to think differently and to open themselves up to people that are in different niches, different industries, different services, different different worlds than they are. And seeing that, hey, you know, it, the world isn't... Um, isn't so isn't so different on the other side of things even if you don't understand the niche that they're in like people might not understand that you you know what seo is is search engine optimization but that doesn't necessarily mean they understand it or or even really know what it is but they can understand you know the traveling the freedom aspect of it and uh that's you know that's one of the reasons why it's like some of the stuff that you're saying right now can can resonate with people who aren't in that niche that aren't that aren't doing what you're doing because it, dreams are universal like that. So I really uh, love the fact that you you want to continue to inspire others to get outside their comfort zone and go and experience things that are um, different, but but still familiar, right? Exactly. Yeah, I feel like we all grow from change. You know, if if we're not changing, we're not growing. Um, and to become you know, a better you and a better member of a relationship that's going to happen with change. Um, and, and adaptability is huge. And every day things are constantly changing and how do we grow with that? And change can be a scary thing for people. Um, so even realizing their dreams, some people you hear all the time, well, I don't know if I can, and that's not true. Have you tried is what I want to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it, it, it's, uh, the fears that were, that are instilled from us from, from birth, you know, yeah. uh, that people, people pass on to us and, and we start to accept as, as just the way it is. So yeah, no, I, I really, uh, have a, a deep admiration for what you're, you're trying to do. So thank you. Thank No, thank, thank you. This is, you know, the Dreamers podcast is exactly what I'm aligned with, you know? <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Nicole, before we tell everyone again how they can connect with you online uh, through your website, uh, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Yes. Um, make a plan. You know, if you have a dream, dream big and don't dream. Uh, nothing's too big, right? have milestones and check marks along the way. And, and with that plan, um, create your plan and work the plan and you'll get there. And you will, you definitely yeah. will get there. It's a small step starts with a Google search. <laughs> exactly. You'll find me on page one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and that's, that's huge. You know, that, that is huge being able to Google your name. I, speaking of that, um, and I know you'll appreciate this. So somebody, uh, named Joe Pardo that lives in Spain actually messaged me, uh, because he was so happy to find out that somebody with you, you know, with his name was doing something like the dreamers podcast. So how cool is that? And I, I'm not, I'm not uh Spanish. I'm actually Italian, right. but we, we share the same last name regardless. And uh, <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? That is amazing. You know, to be connected with somebody else across the world, like, Hey, thank you. You know, you're, you're number one. You've got my name up there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's better than having, uh, you know, Joe Pardo was arrested, <laughs> you know, and, and that coming up first for, uh, you know, and then mistaken identities for, for other Joe Pardos out there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there's 
there's ways to make yourself not show up as well. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. And, and to get put things pushed down. So, <sighs> Nicole, if you could, please share how people can connect with you online. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me at pintsizetraveler.com. I'm also on Facebook at the Pint Size Traveler. So I look forward to connecting with every one of you. Awesome. I will definitely have those in the show notes so people can connect with you, and I, I hope they do. Nicole, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today. Uh, I know this is your first podcast. You, you had, I think you did pretty well. Thank you. A little, a little nerve-wracking, but... <laughs> ah, it's all good. It's all good. You think you'll, you'll, do, you'll do more podcasts in the future? I would love to do more podcasts. I would... Um... Love to hear what people want to know. What what questions do they have that I can I can really help them with? You know, to realize their their dreams. So awesome. Well, I'll have to uh, see if I can reach out to one or two people that I have in mind that might be able to uh, to hook you up and, and get you on some more shows. Fantastic. Well, I really appreciate your time, Joe, and love what you're doing. Thank you very much. And you're very welcome. Anytime, Nicole, you're welcome to come back. I'd love to have you in another, you know, in a year or so and, and catch up on everything you've been on. Wonderful. I, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, Nicole. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.